This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Greetings and good evening. This is Reverend Gary Lubin serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion, The Early Evening, for individuals and families, which can be found on page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Today's reading from the Daily Office is Matthew chapter 17, verses 22 through 27. Now, let us begin our worship together. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. As they were gathering in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him, and on the third day he will be raised. And they were greatly distressed. When they reached Capernaum, the collectors of the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes, he does. And when he came home, Jesus spoke of it first, asking, What do you think, Simon? From whom do kings of the earth take toll or tribute? From their children or from others? When Peter said, From others, Jesus said to him, Then the children are free. However, so that we do not give offense to them, Go to the lake and cast a hook. Take the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you will find a coin. Take that and give it to them for you and me. The Gospel of our Lord. Good evening. Gosh, tomorrow we celebrate Thanksgiving. Then all the big sales this Friday. But I began to see advertisements related to Christmas beginning around Halloween. Yes, believe it or not, December 25th is right around the corner, less than a month from now. In urban speak, we are in the grand holiday season of Hallow Thanksmas. Hallow Thanksmas. Then the new year. This season is a time of celebration, warmth, sharing parties, and great commercialism. Yet, steady as we go, we are to celebrate the birth of Jesus the Christ as a human being born of beloved mother Mary, and then at the end of the year pause to review and take stock of our lives. We will commemorate another journey together on our precious little blue marble around our sun our source of life. 
As Ebenezer Scrooge's nephew Fred says it in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, we journey together as fellow passengers to the grave. And yes, we are compelled to perform the distasteful task of figure out our taxes, what we owe to support the society in which we live. In today's reading from Matthew, Jesus talks about much more mundane stuff, the two proverbial sureties of our lives, death and taxes. This story is unique to Matthew, perhaps because he was, by profession, a tax collector himself before being called by Jesus to be a disciple. Now, later on in his gospel, Matthew reports another story about taxes. When Jesus is asked whether it is lawful for Jews to pay taxes to Rome, he says, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. So Jesus makes it our choice, our free choice. But in today's case in point, the topic is not about paying taxes to Rome, but paying the temple tax. The temple tax was paid by Jewish males on an annual basis in March for the upkeep of the temple. It was a tax that the Roman government allowed the Jewish religious leaders to collect for that purpose. However, it was not collected or used by the Roman government nor was Roman currency allowed by the Jewish authorities to be used to pay the tax. That was why the money changers whose tables Jesus overturned. The tax was half a shekel each, worth about one or two days' wages during those times. The collectors of the temple tax confront Peter to ask him whether Jesus pays the temple tax, I don't think so much because they are worried about losing half a shekel, but more to the point of trying to build a case against Jesus. Their intentions are malicious. Jesus later asks Peter in the privacy of his home, from who do kings of the earth take toll or tribute? From their children or from others? You know, I had to research it to figure out what this means. Jesus asks this question already knowing the answer obvious to anyone in those days. Obvious because everyone knew the children of the king were exempt from paying taxes. So Simon Peter answers, from others. Then Jesus proclaims, then the children are free. Now that is a loaded statement. So let's unpack it a little bit. In the same way that being children of the king makes them free, the followers of Jesus being children of God, king or queen, if you will, makes them free, free in many ways, free to choose. It is their choice whether to pay the temple tax. And here is something else to consider the Jewish priests were exempt from paying the temple tax. Can you believe it? So even though not ordained as a rabbi per se, he is one, you know, 
a teacher. That's what rabbi means, a teacher. So is Jesus not the priest of all believers? The disciples think so. And is not the temple his father's house? The disciples think so. But Jesus and his followers choose to pay the tax to avoid giving offense so that they maintain their status as good Jews and maybe even more importantly, because it is not yet the time or place for the passion to take place during this critically formative period of Jesus' ministry, a time of transition. Now, how practical is that? How practical is that? Timing is everything in the salvation story. Notice that the disciples were greatly distressed when Jesus tells them that he will be betrayed, killed, and then on the third day be raised. The disciples are overly focused on the death part of that equation, and maybe we are too, focused on death instead of life, that is, even during Hallow Thanksmas. At that moment, the disciples weren't hearing too well the resurrection part of the story. Now that is something worthwhile to remember and to celebrate, that the raised Jesus becomes the new temple to replace the old one that was to be raised by the Romans. And you know that is raised with a Z, that is zapped, destroyed, obliterated, and permanently so. Jesus predicted it, and Jesus replaced it, Jesus surpassed it, Jesus fulfilled all righteousness. But until Jesus' resurrection, they paid the temple tax. Today, in this time and place, two sure things in life are certainly death and taxes. But thanks be to God, we are hope-filled resurrection people, children, brothers and sisters, if you will, who are free and free to choose free to pay the mundane costs of living in the here and now, like paying mandatory taxes, but also the other costs of the necessities and comforts and obligations of our lives. Nephew Fred wistfully describes Christmas as a time to live for love, grace, and mercy. As he puts it, quote, a kind, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time when men and women seem by one consent to open their shut-up hearts freely, end quote. This is something worthwhile doing all year round. Included in that is meeting our obligations to support God's work in the world. Almighty and everlasting God, you made the universe with all its marvelous order, its atoms, worlds, and galaxies, and the infinite complexity of living creatures. Grant that, as we probe the mysteries of your creation, we may come to know you more truly and more surely fulfill our role and your eternal purpose. Grant that we may be your resurrection people to honor you in our being, in our very lives, and may be faithful stewards of the bounty of creation and to share the love, grace, mercy, and justice through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. And now a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. 
It is not ourselves that we proclaim. We proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us to give the light of revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now let us pray the collect for proper 28. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us now take some time pausing our worship together, if you would like to do that, to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving and praise for the world, for the church, for our national life, for the social and natural orders, for family and personal life, in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. Let us now pray the Collect for the Human Family, which is found on page 815 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us, unite us in bonds of love, and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, all nations, all peoples of the earth, the one human family may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray the Collect for Social Order and Social Justice from page 823. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart and especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now let us pray the concluding collect from page 139. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now go in peace, hope, and joy to love and serve our God in the name of our teacher and Savior, Jesus.